This is Just Women, every Tuesday at one o'clock on Brooklyn's radio. Welcome back to Just Women with me, Anne Twist, and welcome back also to Linda Berger from Line Up the Dream. Linda was a guest at the beginning of the year, and we're delighted to have her back with us. So, Linda, for the benefit of those who were not listening back in January, could you just sort of briefly explain what it is you do? Briefly. Okay. (laughs) That's okay. Chat away. Um, I help people to have um, more successful lives and to have better health in, in brief. Yeah. Okay, and I know this isn't something you've always done. How how long have you been sort of doing it? Well, I've been teaching since 1989, but that was more corporate stuff and sales and management, customer care, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, But in 1990, I finished a four-year study in homeopathy, and I qualified as a homeopath. And that taught me the relationship between our thoughts, emotions, and our health. Yeah. So I then integrated um, health workshops into my corporate workshops. Okay. And so you, I was going to say you set up your website then, but maybe that was a bit early for that. In yeah, terms I, of, I didn't actually need a website back then. No. Uh, it was all word of mouth. Yeah. And I, uh, I ran that business actually for 15 years. Okay. And that just became sort of personal recommendations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at that time, was the focus more on kind of health or was it sort of more sort of corporate training or a mixture of the, everything? The money side of thing, uh, things uh, yeah. corporate. Okay. But interestingly, I remember I was in with with Ernst and Young, and um, we uh, we were doing a two-day residential uh, affair, uh, quite local to you, actually, the uh, Royal Berkshire Hotel. Yeah. And I had mentioned over lunch some stuff about the relationship between our thoughts and our feelings and our health, and they were really interested. So over a bottle of wine in the evening, we used to do the stuff that I'm really passionate about. Which is what? Um, well... It's the way you perceive life affects your feelings and your feelings affect your health. And we all know it as stress-related illness when we get ill from having suffered stress and it's it's emotions. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting that Western medicine actually separates the emotional stuff from the physical stuff. And what I've learned is there is no separation that... On an emotional level, you're going to have a trigger. And if that trigger goes on for too long, for instance, there are, there, are, there are two things that might happen. You might be in a situation where you're uncomfortable, you're unhappy, and it's going on for too long, but you're putting up with it. Well, eventually that will take on a physical manifestation. Then you've got another thing, which is a trigger, something you might have a shock, somebody might die, something like that might happen, which really knocks you off balance, and that can affect your health. And how does that sort of manifest itself generally, or is it different for everybody, I suppose? It's different for everybody, which is why they have had no success um, testing homeopathy, for instance, because you cannot take a group of people and test them all for the same illness because their susceptibility comes from different levels. Yeah, and I suppose different people sort of cope with stress differently, so what makes me ill might not be something that makes you ill. Is that a fair comment? It's really how you react to something. It's not what happens, it's how you react to it. Yeah, okay. So what I've learned to do, and it it does take practice, but this is what I teach. I teach 
I teach people how to look at things in a different way. So, for instance, a client of mine rang me up in a panic yesterday and she felt, she said, Linda, I feel physically sick. I've got the offer of a job um, or I've got a second interview for a job. I think I want it, but I hate starting something new. I can't stand the thought of giving my notice into the people that I care for and yet their business is precarious what do I do? I feel sick. I feel sick. You know, she was in a real state. That's quite interesting, isn't it? Because so many other people would think that that was an exciting opportunity. And, you know, the job I'm in is sort of going nowhere. You know, let's embrace the new. But clearly yes. that affected her differently. Well, because she has a fear of starting new things and of failing. Okay. And she's very able. So the way that I handled that with her, because I had a short amount of time on the phone with her, was to say, look, Look back and, and tell me how each job you've started has, has gone. You know, you've been fearful at the beginning, but you've overcome the fear and you've got there. Yeah. So you know that you can do it. And, and so once I started getting her into a positive feeling, thought frame of mind, um, we progressed to the part where she said, yeah, I got it. Yeah, and she she got offered the job. It's yeah. quite it's quite an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, I was looking at um, your website um, earlier, and obviously there are sort of various sort of um, I was going to say symptoms. That's not quite the right word, but kind of a list of things. Are you feeling like this? And I guess that sort of falls within that quit before you fail issue. One of one of things, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was interesting. You managed to talk her around into a positive state of mind, whereas. From what I've sort of read on your website, it's, it's not always just about that, is it? Because you can talk someone around to a positive state of mind, but that could be sort of temporary, but they've really got to believe it themselves. Dave, um, this, is, um, this is a really important point that you've brought up, actually, because there are lots of people out there teaching positive thinking. Yeah. Positive thinking is not the same as positive feeling thoughts. The positive believing yeah, and yeah. Something which you that resonates with you. So, for instance, if you've got somebody out there who wants a lot of money, and somebody, uh, some guru out there says, "Well, say this affirmation every day." Yeah, I've got millions coming into me. You know, it's, that yeah. person isn't going to feel that they've got millions coming <laughs> no. into them. So, this time, Rodney will be a millionaire. This time yeah. next year, Rodney will be a millionaire. <laughs> I, a better way of doing it is just a step stone and say, you know, there are. There are lots of ways to earn money. Just to, just, just to bring them down to a step where they can buy into it and then you step stone forward from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Until they've got, they've got themselves to a, a, a higher level of belief and a high level of better yeah. feeling. So this is deep-rooted self-belief rather than that kind of looking in the mirror in the morning going, you've got this yes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you're running workshops, courses, whatever. Um, typically, how does that work for a new client? Do they come along and sort of have a one-to-one with you or is it via Skype? Or I've, I've got a number of options. Okay. Really. People can do one-to-ones with me. They can come to workshop. They can do Skype indeed. Yeah. Um, I'm also branching out into uh, with a colleague um, into looking at kids because having brought up a, a daughter myself and she's 22 now she absolutely hated school you've got some kids that love school yeah. and some kids that really aren't ready for it and I totally get that because I struggled at school I, yeah. I, I, I was bright but my, my eyes were on other things um, and um, the environment is very pushy now for kids yeah, absolutely. really really pushy and very competitive 
and the parents are beside themselves as to what to do, to be honest. Yeah. You know, the kids are on games, but they've got their homework happening. And so a colleague of mine um, and I, we're going to be running workshops, which we'll be offering to schools um, to begin with, an introductory workshop. And we're using characters from my book to from make it into a kind, of, yes, yeah. make it into okay. kind of a game. So. Okay. So tell us about that book, because I know you've had quite a bit of success with that, and you've been around schools already, haven't you, I yeah. think? Yeah, it was a class reader. Well, it may still be a class reader in, in eight schools in Surrey. Um, I had to back off because I had other things to do. Um, Demons and Thieves is about a 13-year-old who's struggling with life, and he gets the opportunity to change it, but he's got to risk everything he's ever known for everything he's ever wanted. Um, so he enters this fantasy world where he goes on a challenge for the seven keys. And if he can, if he can win these seven keys, he can win the life that he wants. And he's 13. He's 13. And has this been aimed at 13-year-old readers or a younger lot sort of coming through? Or My, my readers tended to be between 10 and 14. Okay. And younger ones and older yeah. ones, of course. So you said this has been a class reader? Yeah. So this isn't clearly then English literature... English, I can't speak, English literature class, this will be more kind of general studies kind of environment? They or? were using it with, in connection with Key Stage 3. Yeah. Uh, teacher, an English teacher loved the book so much that she wrote a Key Stage 3 uh, booklet to go with it. So they were using the Key Stage 3 reading and writing book with uh, the Demons and Thieves text. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was a very exciting time. I, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, to to encourage children these days, and as you say, there's so much pressure on them, isn't there? With you know, the huge distractions of the internet, not just yeah. the kind of gaming, but the social media and kind of feelings of lack of self-esteem because you know, social Absolutely. media beaks up everybody else's lives and makes you feel, you know got nothing going on so yeah it's hard for them and it's really hard yeah. for parents and actually you you can't help the ones you love the most it's really hard when yeah. you're that close they don't listen to you the no, kids they don't, don't listen to parents so um uh, we think it's needed out there so so that's kind of your focus at the moment it's coming up yeah coming up and and i think you were talking last time about, about a possible possible prequel to demons and thieves is that sort of part of this sort of future plan or that that's a possibility i think book two is probably uh wanted i i, I get people writing into me saying where's book two? Oh, really yeah and i had to put it on hold for a bit just because of other things that were yeah. going on so i think i will just go on with book two and i'm also writing a thriller so I, oh are I you i am yes oh well you're <laughs> gonna have to come on and talk to us about that we love hearing about people's novels excellent so just kind of going back then to the sort of workshops you do for adults yeah um, typically, how sort of many sessions do people have, and what's the kind of nature of them? Are you are you sort of just sitting chatting with them, or is there any kind of CBT or NLP or anything like that? Or um, it's PowerPoint uh, okay. in terms of the visuals, yeah, um, and very much interactive, but not too interactive that it invades people's privacy. Okay, unless they want to, to bring something up, but we have to keep it to a degree short in a, in a workshop because otherwise we don't get all the material done. So if people want intense one to ones on yeah. a particular subject, they come to me after that or, or even before. And that gets a bit more personal, and it gets down to the nitty gritty of why they're there yeah, and what the issues are. Indeed. Okay, and sort of how many sessions would they have sort of typically before they're kind of it, feeling feeling great and off they go? <laughs> it really. There is, according to their receptivity, um, I had one lady, she was 28, uh, sales in sales, yeah. and 
she wanted to move on and she came to me and she said, Linda, every interview that I'm going to, I'm failing. And I said, you know, love, we've done work before and I've taught you interview techniques and I know you're good. Yeah. And tell me about the interviews you used to do. And she said, oh, I got every single one of them. So I said, well, then we know you're good at interviews. Yeah. And something just clicked with her. It was as if she actually understood that her thoughts had been sabotaging her because she'd been worrying ahead of the interviews that she wasn't good enough. And then with me, she remembered that she is. And every single interview she got after that, she got. That's interesting, isn't it? So it wasn't just a case of, I've got pre-interview nerves. This was, I've actually, I actually believe I'm not good enough for this job or going to get that. And and then on some level, she's giving out negativity then in the interviews, do you think? It is that. It's... um, very much the way you think uh, draws in what you get. It's it's that you give out, you get back kind of thing. Yeah. It's a mirror. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, there is science behind that and how it works. It, some people don't get that. So I'm, I'm not particularly going into it right at this moment. No, no. Is this all to do with the vibrations and things? It, it is. Um, it, some people just can't get a handle on that. Um, no. So I've taken it back to... Uh, stuff that perhaps people can entry level get into it on entry level yeah. then when they get on a bit i can go into the more complicated yeah stuff. so this is kind of retraining a thought process almost. it is thoughts and beliefs and actually getting your feelings lined up with them yeah i love the expression i don't know if this really applies here but if you always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got Absolutely. and is this kind of part of it it is that. yeah and, and, okay and you know you think about that you get uh, abused women moving from one relationship yeah. into another abused relationship into, because they feel like a victim so they start behaving like a victim. So they, they don't know anything and else. They, and they get more of the same. Yeah. So you have to actually change the way you feel in order to get a new experience, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. So, you know, you've touched on that. Is, is that a kind of client that you've had in the past or is it mostly kind of business related? Sort of? I've had all sorts. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're based locally? In Weybridge. Yeah. Her okay. car can travel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, you know, we, we mentioned earlier, you you could do it on Skype. Do you do yes, it? On, yeah. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, do you get the same kind of connection? Virus. I, pr- I prefer face to face. to face. Yeah. I can do it on Skype. I had uh, one lady. We did probably five sessions on Skype. She's flying now. Amazing. Yeah, she's absolutely flying. Yeah. Very, very upbeat. Whereas she wasn't before. That's fantastic. I mean, I was I was looking at the website. Um, you know, some of the testimonials. Um, I mean, this is clearly about somebody who'd had an issue with kind of eating certain things. This process has not only revolutionized the way I approach life, but has enabled me to eat and enjoy foods that my body rejected for years. So, you know, that was just kind of a talking through process, presumably. And yeah, she got she got that in one session. Yeah. Uh, oh, amazing. She did. She got that one in, in uh, one session. What's, how long's a session then? An hour? Or? I'd like to do an hour and a half. An hour yeah. is slightly short. Yeah, I was just thinking you're kind of just getting into it and then it's yeah. time to finish. Yeah. Okay, so an hour and a half. And then another guy, within two sessions, my work life has has excelled. I'm in a sales position and the struggles I've faced are honestly gone. I have had so many successes. Mm. I know, what a great testimonial. Oh, thank you. <laughs> right, well, you know, I think it's, it's we're fast approaching that sort of time when we've got to finish, unfortunately. It's been, been so good uh, having you on again. Is there anything else before you go that, you know, you want to sort of, any message to the listeners that... Uh, yeah, there was just one. Yeah. I, I met two ladies this morning. They were talking about how they, they ached. Just focus on nice things. Don't spend all your time looking at the news and the bad news. 
focus on nice things and just see for 30 days try it okay so nice things being sort of the lovely weather or just whatever they enjoy, enjoy doing or whatever you enjoy doing just try it for 30 days and ignore turn the tv off turn the news off just it's all just around us isn't days. it you know it's not it's not the question now though of leaving the house and turning off the tv it's on your phone yes yeah. it's, it's yeah it's i don't i don't follow the news anymore i must admit i don't really watch the news <laughs> a lot and my husband says you know nothing about what's going yeah, on yeah. but actually i'm I'm quite a happy person, so maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. It's great to have such a thought-provoking conversation. Um, so, as I say, we've come to the end. So, thank you very much, uh, Linda, and best wishes for your future endeavours. Thank you very much. So, that was Linda Berger of Line Up the Dream. You're listening to Just Women on Brooklyn's radio. You can join in by emailing any comments or questions you may have to justwomen at brooklynsradio.co.uk or check us out on Facebook. Search for Just Women at Brooklyn's Radio. Just Women is just what you need.